0: Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watch it for the win! Yes! Yes! ball. Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to
1: Indiana basketball.
2: And hello, welcome in Thursday edition of the program live and underway. A very busy show today. We are so glad to have you with us. Don't forget the Thornton's text line always open during our program, that number 502. 414-1450. 414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question for one of our guests or a topic you want me to bring up, fire me off a text. And don't forget, uh, Thornton's, if you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction. Right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. The show lineup today, a service of honey baked Tam. In New Albany, Segment 1, New Albany baseball coach Tim Redford is going to join us. His team had a huge victory last night, a regular season win over the Jeffersonville Red Devils. We'll recap that win with Coach Redford. Later today, Alex Bozich inside the hall. He always is with us on Thursdays as we talk the latest with IU Basketball. Our chat with Alex each week is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, so we look forward to that. And uh, we got some other news to cover today. We'll get to that a little bit later. But that's the lineup, a service of Honey Tam Ham in New Albany. Check out their dinner package deals, which are still being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honeybake Tam in New Albany. A couple quick notes before we get to Coach Redford. You probably know this by now, but Chris Ledlam, the big IU basketball recruiting target out of the transfer portal, he is officially off the board. He committed to Tennessee last night. Remember, he was at Tennessee on, I think it was Friday and Saturday of the weekend. He visited Rick Patino at St. John's on Sunday. He had been in Bloomington the weekend before for an official visit, so it felt like he was visiting visiting some of his top suitors and was set to make a decision. And he did last night. And there's no way to cut it. It's a big loss for Indiana. They have been involved with him since very early on. As soon as his name hit the portal, he's one of those guys that's proven at mid-major basketball. He's got a body that can contribute right away to Big Ten basketball, obviously, as you would expect a graduate transfer too. But he's going to Tennessee. So Indiana really kind of struggling here now in the portal after a couple big gets. We'll see which direction they head now. Also, Marcus Burton of Penn High School way up in northern indiana near south bend he was named indiana mr basketball last night officially and he ran away with the award he had tons of votes xavier booker the michigan state recruit who's at cathedral he was a very very distant second place and we'll tell you a little bit more about that later today as well and uh, let's get to our first guest so much to get to today coach redford of new albany baseball with us now coach first off congratulations first year for you and your first meeting with the Red Devils, you get a big win in the rivalry game. That has to feel good here early this season.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Uh first of all thanks for having me Matt. Um but yeah you're right it uh it felt good and you know when we were on a stretch where, you know, we weren't exactly playing our best and uh we've had a lot of close losses. So for one, like last night to come out uh in favor of us It uh, it definitely felt good uh, for our guys. I know that.
2: Coach Redford, this is an interesting New Albany team. You mentioned you've been in basically every game you've played this season. You've had some tough, narrow losses, and I'm sure the Jeff win is a good way to bounce back. But, you know, I I look at you, it's your first year, and I know you're a young guy, but you've got a lot of experience coaching and at the collegiate level as well. But it's also a pretty inexperienced team. This New Albany Baseball Club, they lost a lot of talent from last year. So this is a team that I think – what they were a few weeks ago what they are now after a win over Jeff and what they'll be heading into the postseason is very different
3: yeah no doubt uh I believe looking back uh the top five hitters from last year's elite eight team um the top two pitchers uh I mean they I mean we we lost a lot of a lot of guys and you know we're playing a lot of young guys that you know don't have quite a bit of experience at the varsity level but you know they're getting their feet wet and You know, they've done great things. And, you know, then you you got guys like Phil Gill and Gavin Hamilton who are seniors on paper, but they haven't played at the varsity level in two or three years. So, you know, even though they're seniors and they're older, you know, even those guys don't have uh, the experience as a normal senior would have if they played all four years. So, I mean, it's a great group of kids. Um, They they do everything we ask. Um, But, yeah, hopefully last night, you know, and uh, instill some belief in them and uh, we can carry that momentum uh, after a good one Monday. We had a good one Monday too and then last night obviously felt really good. So uh, weather permitting, we can get these Next two in uh, Friday and Saturday, and you know, hopefully keep this thing rolling.
2: Absolutely, Tim Redford, the new Albany baseball coach, our guest coach. You know, I was thinking last night it wasn't all too many years ago that you were playing in this Jeff New Albany rivalry game. So I know it's a regular season game. There's an opportunity maybe to play Jeff in the Hoosier Hills Conference tournament. Obviously, the big matchup could come in the 4A baseball sectional later this season. But how, how did it feel as a New Albany guy, a former player, a guy that baseball? Has meant so much to you and your family to get that first win over the devils last night. What was your reaction?
3: yeah, I mean it felt good i mean i I told our guys you know to enjoy it um it's obviously a big win um you know, whether it's in the regular season or not um it's a big win, and it's a hard win. I mean that's a great program over there. Jeff has been the last twenty years and uh I mean longer than twenty years, but you know it always feels good to win those games but i but we, we made sure to tell them last night, you know as good as this feels you know, the, the, the real important ones are the ones that that count in May, like you said, in the sectional and the conference tournament. So um, you know, hopefully like I said, we just can build off this and, and if we see him again in the conference tournament the sectional, you know, we obviously have the belief that, you know, we beat him once and hopefully we can we can get him again if that that opportunity comes.
2: New Albany, a 4-2 winner over Jeffersonville last night at high school baseball, but the Bulldogs gave up two runs in the first inning. I tell you, last night, Zach Fleming, he's now 2-1 as a starting pitcher for New Albany. He had a big win. He gave up some early runs, but he stayed with it. He battled back, and he was a big part of the victory last night.
3: Yeah, he's on he's the ball really well. Um, going back to uh, the first game of the season versus North Bullets, um, and then a start against Floyd Central, and then last night, Jeff. I mean, the, the, the big thing for him that he's done a great job of so far is I think he's selling a little bit over 20 innings, in a, and I want to say he only has, has four walks uh, on top of 24, 25 strikeouts. Um, so he's just in the zone, and he locates well. Um, it's one thing to be in the zone, but it's another thing to be in the zone um, and locate well, because he's not a guy that's going to blow your doors off at 88-90. Um, you know, he's low to mid-80s. Um, but, I mean, he's a guy that had zero varsity experience on the mound uh, his freshman and sophomore year. So for him to to do what he's done, uh, I mean, he's he's been incredible uh, for us on the mound. And uh, hopefully he can uh, – Hopefully he can keep that up throughout the
2: year. Tim Redford, New Albany baseball coach, joining me here in this opening segment. You know, you talk about pitching, and I know Fleming has had a big year, and last night was a highlight of that. But Landon Teasing, a really solid player for you, he had been a key New Albany pitcher over his career. I think back to last year. And uh, the efforts he gave, along with Tucker Bivin and others, helped New Albany and Coach Mack's final year get to a sectional championship and really have some nice success in the postseason. Uh, he is not pitching this year. He's focusing on his field position that he hopes to play at Kent State in college. So that was a loss, even though he's with you and playing and contributing in a lot of other ways. The pitching, others have really had to step up this season.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, Zach Fleming's one of them, and you know Chase Lush uh, is another one. You know, he's—I would say—he's our you know on paper true ace. But like I said, I mean, him and Zach Fleming have almost been one A, one B with with their performances. You know, Chase Lush is zero three on the year, but yeah, he has a ERA right at one, and the opponents only hit one fifty. You know, hopefully, in his next few starts, we can just make a few more plays, but. You know, that's the beauty of this game. I mean, you know, you can have an injury, you can have, you know, something come up, and, you know, guys just have to step up. And, uh, I mean, there's no other way around it. And and not only outside of Chase and Fleming, I mean, Tyler McMillan, Gavin Rand, who is our, our starting catcher, I mean, he's thrown the ball well. Uh, Caden Reed, another catcher, has thrown the ball well. So, you know, we're putting a lot of pressure on these guys. Um, but, I mean, they have all responded uh, up and down this whole staff all year. I was looking at our numbers actually this morning and. You know, the biggest thing that we just tell them is, you know, you have to be in the zone. I mean, there, there's not a lot of Mike Trouts at the high school level. So <laughs> uh, it's hey you just be in the zone. And, you know, if they hit you, they hit you. But, I mean, most of the time kids at this level are going to, you know, get themselves to out and chase a bad pit. So, I mean, we've done a great job up and down the staff. I've been very pleased. Um, but now, like you said, I mean, everybody stepped up from top to bottom.
2: Coach Redford, uh, New Albany trailed in the game last night 2-0 until your team was able to post two game-tying runs in the top of the fifth inning. Take us through the end of the game. It was tied 2-2. New Albany scored two in that final inning to go ahead 4-2 and hang on a win by that margin over Jeff. But take us through those key runs at the end to get you the lead and then obviously ultimately a two-run advantage.
3: Uh, Yeah, I believe Phil Gill got us started uh, with a walk. Um, and then Tyler McMillan uh, had a tough at bat. Uh, he had missed uh, two pitches to bunt. We were, we were trying to sack bunt Phil over the second. Uh, then he had a couple two-strike uh, foul balls, ended up getting hit by pitch. And then uh, Gavin Rand, who's who's probably our best bunter, um, he, uh, you know, we tell our guys, oh, oh, if you get a bunt with first and second, that first one we always try to tell them to be perfect, you know, try to make it more, more for a hit instead of a sack. And, you know, he he kind of popped it up. It scared me a little bit because I thought the pitcher was going to catch it. Uh, he almost did. He almost made a really good play, but, you know, fortunately it dropped and was ended up being a single. And then uh, Bush and Gum, they just, they, they found some holes. You know, they, they put some balls in play and uh, Jeff was able to get some outs, but, uh, you know, we pushed two runs across and uh, for he came out and closed the door in the seventh. So, you know, it was just good because that was the bottom of our lineup too who have been struggling a little bit with runners in scoring position. So, It was really good to see some of those guys, you know, and we always tell them it doesn't always have to be a hit. You know, those were two fielder's choice, uh, but it resulted in two runs. So we we don't care how we get runs um, or how they come across, but it was just good to see a couple of the bottom guys that have been struggling a little bit, you know, come through in, in such a big moment in a big game like that.
2: With the win to Albany now five and seven on the season. Jeffersonville with the loss, six and five. So coach, I know five and seven, it's not a five hundred record. It's probably not where you would prefer to be, but you've been so close in so many games. You've won a couple really big ones. You've hung in there with some in some losses against really good teams. As you kind of size things up moving forward, where is this new Albany baseball team now and where do you want to try to be in advance of the sectional coming up before too long?
3: Yeah, I mean the section will be here before you know it. I can't believe it's already almost, uh, almost made. But then, like you said, man, we've been in so many games, and you know, we we uh, some stuff haven't hasn't gone our way. And you know, last night, you know, we had we had some things go our way, which felt good. Uh, but I, I mean, we tell our kids the record doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, you can go and I'll use the state runner-up team they honored last night uh, before the game for Jeff in '98. Um, the head coach was talking about how they started the year ten and twelve and. They went on a 2-7 and seven skid, and then, you know, a, m- a month later, if you would have told them when they were on a 2-7 skid that they'd be playing for the state title, nobody would probably believe you. Um, so, we, I mean, at this level, everybody makes the playoff. I mean, you could go 0-28, and, 28 and you, you have a chance. So, you know, we don't talk about the record at all, and, you know, hopefully last night can kind of build us some momentum, and now we can believe we can win a close game now that it's happened. Um, I think that was number six last night on the year, uh, two runs or less decided by, and, you know, that was the first one that we were on the on the good end of it. So hopefully they can start believing that they can win the close games, um, no matter who the opponent is, um, and you know just just keep building off of it and come sectional. Hopefully we're playing our best
2: ball. All right, Coach Redford, how does it feel? To be back at your alma mater, leading the baseball program, you've had a number of games now under your belt. Uh, I know it's a place that means a lot to you. Uh, big environments like last night, obviously very important as well. But h- how does it feel to be the uh, the boss of New Albany baseball?
3: No, it feels great. I'm, I'm I'm super blessed, you know, to have this opportunity. And I mean, we have great great people at this school uh, that help a lot, uh, not only on the baseball side but the academic side and. And, you know, having Coach Mack in the building, you know, I always pick his ear. I hope he doesn't get too tired of me coming <laughs> to visit his, visit his room too much. But, uh, you know, it, it, it really does mean a lot, Matt. I mean, graduated from here, grew up here, um, you know, had, had a little bit of success as a player. and uh, But it, it's been great. It's been, it's been more than I could ask for. And, you know, hopefully we can just keep it going for a long, long time and build off the success that Coach Mack and Coach Berger had uh, for many, many years before uh i was even born really
2: (laughs) absolutely all right uh timmy redford with us coach redford new albany baseball coach congratulations again on the win last night and uh, we'll talk with you a little bit later in the season Thank you very much, Matt. Thanks for having me. New Albany, a thrilling victory last night over Jeffersonville. Should mention, good crowd for the game last night, and also Jeffersonville before the game, they honored their 4A state runner-up team in 1998. A lot of members from that team were in attendance and were recognized on the field before the game began. And uh, Coach Raby, Al Raby, back as well for the Red Devils last night uh, to be part of that honor. Always love to see former teams brought back out on the field or the court uh, that were very important to Southern Indiana and that Jeff baseball team back in 98 they were a really really special group we'll head to a commercial break come back with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall we will chat with Alex about Chris Ledlam's decision to go to Tennessee he is not coming to Indiana he committed to Tennessee last night So where does Indiana stand now in the transfer portal and overall with recruiting? We'll cover that and lots more coming up. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
0: We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison.
2: And we're back on this Thursday edition of the program. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is my guest each week during this segment. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got two in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Alex, great to have you with us today. Unfortunately for IU fans, a really key piece out of the transfer portal. His name is Chris Ledlam. He committed to Tennessee last night after a visit to Knoxville over the weekend. He had been in, Blo- in Bloomington the prior weekend and Indiana has been involved with him at a very serious level since he entered the portal but he's going to go to Tennessee and spurn the interest from Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers.
1: Yeah, obviously a disappointing development for Indiana's uh, transfer portal uh, recruiting season is this Spring—it's it's been kind of uh, a roller coaster ride. Obviously, getting an uh, early commitment there from from Peyton Sparks, and then getting Khalil Ware, and you know, you know, the, really the the, sh- the challenge here uh, for Indiana and for a lot of programs right now is just uh, when you need that many players, um, the competition is obviously going to be uh, stiff to go out and, and get guys, and uh, you obviously are in the correct uh, waters when you're competing uh, with Rick Pitino and a program like Tennessee to get a kid. I mean, it seems obviously that the kid is uh, someone that is coveted and has a chance to be an impact player uh, for the programs that recruiting him. But uh, ultimately just kind of a disappointing uh, decision uh, that Indiana is not, not going to be able to, to have him on, on the roster next season. And, I think really the next question on a lot of people's minds, and I'm not sure that there's an answer for it at this point, is just kind of where Indiana uh, goes next with with the transfer portal and and everything uh, for next season because there's there's obviously still uh, some important openings on the roster, and Indiana's going to have to go out and fill them. But I think they really had high hopes that they were going to be able uh, to get Leblum and, and the fact that he's not going elsewhere. I think it's kind of a back to the drawing board uh, situation uh, for Indiana. Obviously, still a lot of players still in the portal, and a lot of time. Really, I mean, people. I think <clears throat> throughout this process, one of the challenging things for Indiana fans was just the fact that um, you saw all these guys going in the portal, and you saw you know um, just guys make commitments to other schools. And I think Indiana fans, in some sense, are a little bit. Anxious about what the roster is going to look like, but still, I mean, the portal is not closed for new entries, and there's still time. Uh, but Indiana's obviously got some work to do here to to get things uh, where they need to be for next season.
2: Any idea immediately who Indiana turns to, or with Ledlam off the board? Maybe the better question is who becomes the top target in the portal right now for the Hoosiers.
1: Honestly, man, I think it's still really up in the air. Um, you know, from talking to some people. Uh, I think it's going to take a couple days uh, at least to to settle uh, in terms of what's going to be next. There's obviously been conversations with some guys and there's been other names mentioned, but I think now that this situation uh, didn't go uh, in the way that Indiana was anticipating, I think there's going to be a little bit of a recalibration kind of looking uh, to see uh, what's next though so, you know not to not answer your question but I don't really think anybody knows at this point uh, what exactly uh, is gonna happen but it's clear to me that Indiana needs uh, a few key things for next year obviously they need uh, a shooter on the wing guy someone that can score uh, and they they I mean they they probably need another guard too so uh, you know I think at least two players I've kind of been of the opinion that they're gonna have to try to go for uh, You know, fill all three spots. Uh, Nothing that has happened really has changed my opinion on that, but I I think uh, at minimum two guys. But like I said, we still have till May 11th for guys to enter. And uh, like it or not, I think you're going to see a situation, um, not just for Indiana, but for a lot of schools where as the calendar extends into, um, you know, May later in the month, I think you could still be transfer portal commitments coming in uh, throughout
2: the month of May. Alex Bosich inside the hall. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. I know another big name is Dalton Connect. Uh, He also was at Tennessee last weekend. I think he's just had a maybe Zoom visit with Indiana, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any update on him? I think he would be maybe one of the next big names out of the portal for IU. Yeah, they're still trying
1: to get Something set up uh, with a visit for him, but I've not heard of any plans being finalized in terms of him making a decision or him visiting Indiana. So that's a situation where I still think kind of in a in a holding pattern and, and see what happens next. But not heard anything recently on him, as you mentioned, he's visited uh, Oregon, he's visited uh, Tennessee, and then Indiana the obviously another school that's been mentioned with him. But uh, I've kind of I think we talked about this before, Matt. I've kind of been under the opinion that. Until somebody takes a visit uh, and gets on campus, it's really kind of uh, premature to look at somebody as a serious target somebody who who can actually uh, commit. Because you know, unless you know, th- this is not the same as it is uh, as it was a couple of years ago when guys couldn't make visits. Now they can get on campus, and so even with a guy like Cormac Ryan, the, the Notre Dame transfer, is somebody that India has been linked with. He's just taking a visit to North Carolina. Uh, Indiana has obviously had some interest there, but until he comes on campus for an actual visit, um, it's hard to consider him anything more than just interest at this and as someone who could potentially uh, make a commitment.
2: Alex Bozich inside the hall talking IU basketball today. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about recruiting because there's going to be some opportunities for coaches to hit the road soon so much of what's going on right now with recruiting is behind what's going on with the transfer portal it just isn't front page right now as far as IU basketball I think that'll change as the portal dies down and as the summer basketball scene heats up but a lot of what Indiana I think some of their key targets a lot of where they're going to be focused this spring and summer is going to be in Indiana there are so many big name players right now and a guy that continues it's amazing to me a guy that continues to draw so much attention uh, and continue to have big offers come in. Lots of schools uh, want his services. is Flory Bedunga of Kokomo. He is really continuing to blossom as a prospect, and I'm talking about as an NBA prospect. So it's going to be interesting to see what moves Indiana can make to stay close with him, to get him on campus even more, uh, because he is continuing just to blow up as a prospect across the country.
1: Yeah, it's uh he's definitely a exciting name to follow. Obviously was at Indiana uh, multiple times this year for visits on campus for games. Uh, it's clear that he's a, a pretty big target for the Hoosier staff. Um, you know, I, I I think that situation still seems to be pretty uh, in the early stages in terms of decision-making and things like that. You know, he's, you know, what top two or three player in the country. Um, it'd be surprising to me to see him do anything early. So, uh, Indiana's obviously put in as much work as anybody. Uh, the interesting thing there, obviously, with the five periods coming up, uh, my understanding with, with Mike Woodson's, uh, recent uh, surgery that he had on his knee is not going to be out for the live period. So I think Indiana's going to have their assistant coaches out. And maybe somebody else from the support staff will be out. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to have much of an impact on, uh, a guy like, uh, like Florey with Indiana having already put so much work in building a good relationship there. But, uh, you know, the April periods, Matt, used to kind of be a bigger deal. And now with the transfer portal, uh, I can, you know, speak to my audience and inside the hall and what people are asking about. I mean, there's really been like no buzz at all about this. It's like people are completely focused on the portal and kind of what Indiana is going to do from a transfer portal perspective than they are uh, with the live periods. I mean, it used to be a, a pretty big deal these two April live periods. You'd figure out, uh, who maybe the, the main targets were. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of buzz uh, after the weekend, but the fact that Woodson's not going to be out and so many things are uh, fluid now with this transfer portal situation, I just think a lot of people are focused on more the immediate immediacy of next year and filling out this roster and less on uh, the uh, the live period. And I don't think that's unique to Indiana. I think just in general the transfer portal has changed uh, recruiting in college basketball. Because in most of these cases, um, you know, obviously programs are still going to recruit high school players and, and go after high school players. But if you're trying to improve your team immediately for next season, uh, I think going forward uh, you're going to see programs, you know, they maybe go out and get a couple of high school players, but then you're going to look in the transfer portal to get a grown man who can come in and actually – impact your team and make you better for the next season. I'm not saying there's not those impact freshmen out there. There are obviously guys like Jalen Huchifino, but there's, what, maybe 15 or 20 of those guys uh, in the country every year at at most. And the rest of it uh, are guys like Caleb Banks and C.J. Gunn, guys that you're going to try to develop for the long term. And so if you need an impact piece, uh, in most cases you're going to be going out and trying to look for somebody who's already done it at the college level, who's already had some success and, and that's just kind of the reality and how uh, the landscape has changed uh, with this transfer portal and uh, its prominence over the last couple of years.
2: Gosh, it, it is just amazing hearing you talk through some of that, how different the uh, the high school recruiting situation is right now and so much of it has to do with the transfer portal. That, there's no question about that. Uh, Alex Bozic is my guest. We're talking IU basketball, recruiting, and more. Alex, you've had a lot of nice pieces at Inside the Hall, uh, kind of season wrap-ups on each player, mm-hmm. and I know you probably still have some more to come. But as you wrap up the season, the performances, the stats – and look ahead at what's next, especially for the guys that are returning to the program, or at least at this point expected to return to the program. Uh, go through who you think has a chance to be a key player or play a key role. I know that I've talked a lot about Malik Renew and yesterday we spent some time, or earlier in the week we spent some time talking about Trey Galloway, what his role could look like next season, but uh, t- kind of take us through your wrap-ups and uh, who you're going to pay most attention to this offseason, and depending on how things go out of the portal and recruiting, maybe who could be some of the more relied upon players this year, this coming season, than what they have been?
1: Yeah, I mean, we every year we kind of go through in the preseason uh, and talk about every player on the roster, write something up on every player, every scholarship player, and then we do the same thing in the postseason, so we'll go through player by player, um, and we, we kind of start uh, based on class, so we'll go with the freshman first, and that's, Kind of what we've already done so far is the four freshmen, and obviously three, one of those guys, and Jalen Hinchcliffe is not coming back. But kind of what I look at, maybe my one of my biggest question marks just for this Indiana program in general uh, moving forward is just the player development piece because you know we'll, we'll see how the transfer portal shakes out. But you could be in a situation next year where maybe Indiana doesn't hit um, on anyone. Uh, else, that's maybe, let's say, a surefire starter in the portal. I, I think they're going to get some guys regardless, but they may end up being guys that maybe further down the priority list than originally thought, and maybe it's not a guy that can come in immediately and start. Um, so I, I think the player development piece also becomes pretty important, and a couple of guys that really kind of stand out uh, to me in that regard, Malik Renew, who I wrote about today, um, obviously had some really good games as a freshman, but uh, when you think about um what his role is going to be next year uh compared to what it was this year it's going to be completely different because trace jackson davis is gone and race thompson is gone and there's jordan geronimo is gone so there's not going to be any blocking him in terms of uh minutes and opportunities to get on the court but how is he going to respond uh to, to playing more minutes how's uh, he's going to improve this offseason and give himself a chance to be a guy that can play 30, 35 minutes. The first thing that stands out to me when I think about Malik Renu is he's got to be able to stay on the court and play without fouling. His numbers this season, I think it was 6.8 fouls per 40 minutes, which is uh, easily the highest on the roster. That's not going to get the job done uh, next season uh, if he's going to be a guy that Indiana wants to have on the court for – you know, 30 minutes. uh, He cannot be in foul trouble constantly. The other guy that I've really uh, started to think more about and I think could have uh, a pretty significant offseason and leap forward next next year is Caleb Banks because I really liked a lot of the things that he brought to the table when he did get an opportunity to play. I thought the energy that he brought at times was just outstanding. Uh, I really think he's uh, a guy who's who's bought into what Indiana wants to do. Uh, He was patient this year and kind of waited his his turn to to get on the floor. And when he did get on the court, uh, I thought he did some really good things. So those are the guys that I'm I'm looking at uh, right now and just kind of um, projecting ahead to next season, I think are are very important uh, for Indiana uh, moving forward. And and obviously we'll continue to move through uh, the whole roster and have a write-up on everybody. But, I think those two guys are, are near the top of the list in terms of importance for next year, and, and having big off seasons and being ready to take on more, uh, you know, prominent roles for the Hoosiers next year.
2: Alex, I saw that Gabe Cup recently played. I think it was in Italy with a team put together uh, from the U.S. and and this team won that tournament, uh, a big junior national tournament over in Italy. So he'll be one of the new faces coming in next year as well. But I tell you what, any time there's basketball available to be played, high school travel ball, uh, special events, I tell you, Gabe Cups, he is always playing somewhere in some sort of event that is just a kid that loves basketball and his father has always been able to put him in positions where he gets lots of opportunities and of course his game has given him a lot of opportunities as well but pretty neat to see him after high school and other things he had going this spring to get a chance to go overseas and compete
1: he's a gamer man he's he uh he's not the highest ranked recruit he's not the most athletic guy he's not the guy that you pull up YouTube and say, I'm going to watch this guy dunk for three or four minutes and think about his NBA potential. He's a guy I think that you build a program with. Um, you know, he's Maybe he's never an all-Big Ten type of player. Um, I look at a guy like Aaron Kraft and what he was able to do at, at Ohio State. And if I'm Indiana, I'm saying this is kind of what I hope that Gabe Cups can be for our program. Uh, a guy that's a leader uh, on and off the court, You know, I've talked to Gabe quite a bit over the years just for different pieces. And, you know, I remember talking to him at at New Albany this past year when they came down to to talk or or to play. And he was just a pleasure to to talk with. And you can see why uh, the Indiana coaching staff thought it was important to get him on the team next year because I think in terms of a culture guy and a locker room guy, uh, he gets it. And I think he's going to be, you know, uh, an important piece of the of the puzzle moving forward. I think next year for him is going to be uh, probably a little bit of a feeling out process as a freshman coming in, playing in the Big Ten, but hopefully Xavier Johnson's there uh, to be the, the starting point guard and uh, he can kind of get his feet wet in the Big Ten. But, you know, I look at what a guy like Braden Smith and, and lawyer were able to do last year for Purdue. And coming in uh, to the college game, I mean, I don't see any reason that the game cuts wasn't the same Type of player uh, that those guys were, so uh, you know I think he's going to be a guy that has high expectations for himself. He's obviously uh, the son of a coach; uh, his dad I know has instilled a you know really um, strong work ethic within him, and I, I think he's just a guy that Indiana fans are going to going to grow to love. You know, you think of a guy like Jordan Holes, who uh, came into the program was. Uh, you know, really loved Indiana, really wanted to be there, and I think that's going to be kind of the same thing that, that people feel with, with Gabe Cups. But, uh, I, I'm just excited uh, just to see it, what, how he develops as his career moves along. I think he's got a lot of potential and somebody that long-term has a lot of upside to be a, a starter down the line to really help Indiana win a lot of games.
2: All right, Alex Bozich inside the hall. He's with us Thursdays here on the show. Alex, with uh, basketball, our conversations are relegated to the transfer portal and recruiting and AAU basketball coming up. Uh, I know you're a big baseball guy, so I'm sure you're getting a little more opportunity to follow. It's the White Sox, right? Am, am I right? There? Yeah, un- unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> understand, understand. All right, Alex, thank you for being with us, and uh, we'll chat with you next Thursday.
1: All right, Matt.
2: Thanks. Have a good one. All right, Alex Bozich inside the hall. Our segment with Alex brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations they have now. They've got two in downtown New Albany that have been there for some time, and the newest location, it's on Veterans Parkway, in Jeffersonville we'll head to a break we're back with some other local news a few other topics to cover Marcus Burton of Penn is Mr. Basketball Floyd Central Baseball they also had a big win last night that we'll chat about as well and stay with us for that and more here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison
0: All right, back with you here
2: on this Thursday show. Glad to have you. Thornton's text line open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. The Big X Sports Radio golf card is ready to go. Supplies are limited, so get yours today, BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. The card includes Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake, all here in Southern Indiana. Also, Park Mammoth, as well, down in Kentucky. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big Exports Radio golf card. Again, head to bigexportsradio.com or call 812 725 1457 to learn more about the card or make your purchase today. A uh, couple notes Floyd Central Baseball last night, they had A very big win. They defeated Trinity 6-3. The Highlanders now 9-3 on the season. Last night, Seth Newkirk had a home run for the Highlanders. And I've said this a few times. If I had to peg somebody as a favorite in that always tough uh, 4A sectional, the Highlanders, with a 9-3 record, are the shining beacon, I would say, of high school baseball right now in our area. They play at Columbus North on Friday and a number of really interesting prospects on that Floyd team. Uh, Bishop Letson, who's headed to Purdue. Blaine Metz is an Indiana commit. Uh, those guys, uh, and of course Letson, are pitching really good. He had seven strikeouts in that game against uh, uh, Trinity in four innings. He continues to have a really good campaign this season. So uh, the Highlanders, a team to really watch here in high school baseball as we get in to the month of May. Indiana Mr. Basketball voting uh, made official last night at the Indy Star Sports Awards Ceremony. Marcus Burton of Penn. Uh, Penn is way up in northern Indiana, uh, right by South Bend. He was... uh, cruised, really, to the Mr. Basketball Award. He had 171 votes. The runner-up, we all know who the runner-up is, Xavier Booker of Cathedral. He was a big IU target. Uh, He's uh, headed to Michigan State. He's a very I guess the best way to say it, very talented player. He, he, Everything about him, his athleticism, his body, his build, some of the skills he has, if he puts it all together, he could be really, really good. He could be NBA good, I think is the thought by a lot of people. But he just never wowed you all the time, not as consistently as you would think. He played at Jeff. He played at New Albany a year ago. Uh, never even was the best player on his team in those games. He had some O some moments where you're like, wow, this kid is good or this kid could be really good. But uh, he came in second, and it's a distance, uh, very f- uh, distance between him and Burton. Uh, Burton up uh, 171 and Cathedral's Booker just 20 votes uh, in the Mr. Basketball race. So, kind of interesting to see a player from Northern Indiana and in Burton not only win Mr. Basketball, but Cruise to the Mr. Basketball title. But Burton is very talented. Uh, going to Notre Dame, he has a chance to be a standout for them. And talking with somebody last night that knows high school hoops in northern Indiana far better than I do, they said really Burton in the last 10-15 years is one of the top 3-4 players to come out of the northern third of the state. So he, he is really good and he played for Hall of Fame coach Al Rhodes, who should be a familiar name, especially to New Albany fans. Uh, coach Rhodes, a legend in our state, one of the brightest uh, coaches in our state, uh, played uh, against New Albany when he was the coach at Warsaw in the uh, semi- semifinal game of the uh, old one-class, uh, two games in one day, Final Four-type environment. So, But Al Rhodes retiring as well this year, so that is interesting to see. But Marcus Burton, he is Mr. Basketball. For the 22-23 season, he will wear the number one jersey when Indiana and the All-Stars suit up against Kentucky in the two-game series coming up this summer. So congratulations to Marcus Burton, a Notre Dame recruit. Who enters uh, for Coach Shrewsbury now at Notre Dame with a lot of promise on the prospect that he could become uh, over the next few years? So he is uh, a, a big winner, Mr. Basketball, that is for sure. I mentioned Gabe Cups. He helped the uh, team Ohio. I had said it was a team of players from across the country. It was team players from Ohio win the Junior International Tournament in Lasone, Italy. Uh, it was coached. The team was by Brooks Cups. Uh, his father, and of uh, also uh, Reed Shepard as well, uh, involved in that also. So neat to see uh, Cups get a victory. Believe it or not, many, many years ago, I went and took a team to that very same tournament in Lusone, Italy, with uh, Eddie Ford, the father of Travis Ford. He put it all together, had some great players from Kentucky and across the Midwest, and uh, did not win it. But that was the first time over in Italy that I ever saw and I think I'm saying this right, Danilo, um, is it, uh, oh, what's his name? Justin, help me. Gallinari. Yep, Gallinari from Italy. He he was a, a player on a Italian team, and he very much dominated the team that we had. Uh, and uh, was already being talked about back then, even as, I guess, a 17-year-old as a player, maybe 18, that was uh, headed pretty soon to the NBA draft. So pretty neat uh, for Gabe to get a chance to play in that tournament and have some success there. So, uh, But that's uh, another headline from today that I wanted to squeeze in as well. One other thing, uh, college baseball had a chance to go up to Bart Kaufman uh, Stadium, Bart Kaufman Field, on Tuesday for the Louisville and Indiana game. Indiana got a good midweek win over Louisville. Justin, if you? I know you're an Indiana diehard. Have you ever been to a baseball game at at Kaufman Field?
3: I have. Yeah, I went up when it, uh, or I went up. I was there when it first opened. So yeah, I went to a few. It's, I was,
2: it's fun. I was impressed. I tell you, it's yeah. hard hard to believe there's many better college baseball stadiums than Papa John's Cardinal Stadium for U of L. Uh, Kaufman for IU, and next Tuesday I'm going to try to watch the Louisville-Kentucky game down at, what is that, Kroger Field in Lexington? Is that where they play at?
3: I don't think it is Kroger Field. That's the minor league field. That's their football field.
2: Yeah. So anyhow, the baseball field, the stadium at UK, I've heard is nice as well. But taking that to another level, I saw, I guess it's similar to a bracketology projection out there. For college baseball and uh, right now as things stand they project that there will be college baseball regionals in Bloomington in Louisville and in Lexington which there was some thought maybe Indiana and Kentucky would be together if things play out the way that they were trending but uh, Indiana uh, could host their own regional in Bloomington Louisville if they can uh, get their act together could host a regional in Louisville as well And, of course, Lexington and Kentucky uh, should be set up to host one. So college baseball is fun. The regionals are really fun. The super regionals are even better. And then, of course, the College World Series. I've only seen it on television, but it looks like a lot of fun. I hope to make that trip just in one day. Kentucky Proud Park, by the way, is what it is in Lexington. KPP, I knew that. Kroger Field, is that the football field? Football field, yeah. Okay, I was thinking then there's a minor league field in – Uh, Lexington as well, I believe, a minor league baseball team. I think there's still a team. I know there's a field. I always thought that was Kroger Field where the state high school baseball championships in Kentucky were played, but I could be wrong. So, Justin, he's quick on Google. He'll get an answer for us here in just a second before we close out today. They've got the – oh, yeah, they have the Lexington Legends. That's right. Yeah, Legends. I think they're still playing. So, yeah. All right, that will wrap things up for this Thursday edition of the program. Uh, again, uh, thanks for uh, staying with us. We were off yesterday because of Bats baseball, but back today and back tomorrow. We'll be with you again Friday at 11 o'clock. I know that Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will be with us. We'll talk through some IU stuff tomorrow. Also on our Friday program, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. And Kyle's our link to high school basketball, our link to record- recruiting in the state So we'll talk more about Marcus Burton and some other things with recruiting when he's with us uh, Friday on the show. Have a great Thursday. Uh, Pretty good weather out there. Let's hope it holds out for the rest of the week and uh, that we can head into a good weekend. So have a great Thursday. Back with you Friday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.